reminded me of and when Caleb said about your parents not ever giving up, you know, Peggy and I raised three children. They're adults now. And my oldest, my daughter, the soul raised up inside of her when she was laying in the hospital, fighting for her breath fighting for her life and she said every day I played that song every day I played that song she's healthy and whole and, and back to normal life I want to tell you something guys don't ever give up don't ever stop and I want to say something else parents sorry parents are going to get it this morning you know what youth has encountered something awesome you know what we, we're the ones that can damper that we don't need to do it we need to be positive you know I, I, I hear negative well it was this it was, I want to tell you something God is great God is good and we need to encourage that we need to lift them up and thank God for them. we need to tell them look we're proud of what God is doing in your life we need to be that that can cause in them they're going to look at us more than anything else so let's tighten it up at home let's tighten it up here let's tighten it up everywhere and I was going to say this during the sermon and you know God's done busted this thing all up this morning anyway <laughs> but I love it when he comes in and busts it up you know as I was looking at this desert and I was looking at that thing and God said this he said get ready to expand your horizons like wow God what does that even mean he said leave it to me don't think about it just remember you're getting ready to expand your horizons hallelujah I don't even know where to go right now guys I, I, I want to say this that you know God is we follow the Spirit of God no matter what he says to do we don't have to do things as planned Amen? We do things according to what he says. And there's so much happening in the spirit realm. This week, we have the opportunity to minister to over 80 kids, to touch their lives. I better not hear one person complain about it this week. I don't want to hear them say, well, this is hard. This is tough. I'm going to be here all night. It doesn't matter. We do what God says to do, amen? No matter how hard it seems, no matter how hard it is, and, uh, you know, uh, God's going to do something awesome. It's not just in our youth. Youth, thank you guys for going. Thank you for being here. I know you didn't get home till 3 o'clock in the morning or something like that, but that's okay. Wow. We don't want to say that God has something special. Thank you, Caleb, for sharing that. Don't ever back off from sharing what God got in your heart. You know, I, I don't, I want to tell you something. Not only did the youth get changed, but I think the youth leaders got something too. I think God ministered to them. And there's something about being in that presence. And you know, I told, I'm just bearing my heart this morning. I told Darren this morning, I said, you know what? And I've been sensing this, for, we need a, 
uplift in the spirit too. We need an uplift in what God is doing and we need to not have any bounds to what he can do. Amen? I don't care what the world says or nobody or anything, but we're going to let the roof off. We're going to let the lid off. We're going to let the junk off. And we're going to let God do what he wants to do. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. God is good this morning. Wow. Well, another thing, and then I'm going to let Darren come up and walk into this or whatever. But <laughs> I woke up at 1.30 this morning. I'm like, I wake up early a lot. I'm, you know, anyway. Um, and I woke up, and I'm like, why did I wake up? Because I don't usually wake up quite that early. It took me a little while. I went back to sleep. A while ago, Peggy just said, she said, did you feel the earthquake this morning? I said, no. What earthquake? Well, evidently there was an earthquake that wasn't any stronger than what it's been. My daughter and him's in the middle of the earthquake thing, Mandy and them are. And she asked, she talked to Peggy this morning. She said, Mom, did y'all feel the earthquake? Well, they said it wasn't any stronger, but it was shallower. And so Peggy said she felt it at 1.30. She thought, she said it felt like when we had our little scarlet jumping on the floor. I said, well, maybe that's why I woke up. But I want to tell you what, God's doing an earthquake in the hearts and lives of us this morning. And I, do you feel the shaking? Do you feel the earthquake? Let's ask God to do it. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Father, we thank you this morning. Darren, come on up. And he's going to do the offering, I guess. And, uh, I might do the offering. Woo! I'll tell you what. So much to share. You know, this has been an amazing week. You talk about earthquakes. We know the word, right? About the birth pains, right? You know, um, Robert told me, and I'm, I might be stealing something he's going to share, but he told me while they were at the conference, I think Jensen Franklin was speaking, and the word came out that life matters in America. And that whole arena lit up for Jesus because our nation said, no, we're not killing babies anymore. And I don't care where you stand this morning. I tell you, whatever, Jesus loves babies. He made that clear. And praise God, it's been an amazing week. And like Pastor Bill said, you got earthquakes and you got, you got youth leaders going. Uh, this guy right here, just so you know, he works. He works. He has a job. He had to take vacation to go spend time with our kids. He didn't just get to leave. He had to take time off. If you need ortho care, go to Ortho Carolina. <laughs> right? Ortho Caleb. But no, and, 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 just, and I, the first night I talked to Robert and at, at midnight almost. And I said, how'd it go? And he's like, whoo. <laughs> I said, everybody, he said, I don't know, man. I don't know. He said, it wasn't just the kids. He said, he said, the leaders are, said, we're rocking. He said, God's moving in our hearts too. And, and that, isn't that awesome? When you, when you go, it's like when we go to Nicaragua, we go, we think we're going to change lives. And hello, Jesus is like, what's this y'all in his Southern voice. And, um, you know, I was thinking about that with the kids and, and, and like, like Caleb said, don't let that fire go out. It's so easy to come home after an awesome time and just be like, oh, well, you know. That was awesome, but life's normal now. 
No, it's never going to be normal again. You have to make that choice. Don't ever let it be normal again. Let that fire keep burning. And I was thinking about mission opportunities and in your own lives, in your own schools, wherever you're at. I know, Matthew, you're up at, at Appalachian Liberal State University. You know what? You have the opportunity to share and just be that light in that community. And you might be the only light shining, but you don't ever let that light get burned out. You be that light. Because you know it might just be one life that's changed. It might be just one person who doesn't know, but because of the light in you, it gets burning in them. And you never know what that might. We never know. And for those of you still in school, in high school or middle school, just keep, just keep shining it. Keep smiling and keep being that light for those around you. And parents like Pastor Bill and Caleb said, we cannot let this light be snuffed out. Woo. As a church, we've got to keep pouring into this group. We've got to keep pouring into them. We've got to keep giving them opportunities to go and, and share and serve and, and just be that light that is so bright. And so I'm sure y'all are all going to be here this afternoon, right? Even though I know you're tired and you're sleepy, we're going to be sharing into 80-something little lives. And those little 80-something little lives are going to become 80-something big lives before we know it. Because I've been here how long now? Two years? 11 years? And now I'm seeing these kids walk up. I went to vacation Bible school. Remember me? And I'm like, his name's Luke. <laughs> no, seriously. God has put, I'll tell you what, it's going to be an awesome week. An awesome month ahead for us as a church. We've got so much going on. And like Pastor Bill said, don't complain. I'm sorry. I don't want to hear it. It's going to be long. It's going to be hard. I know it is. But man, do you understand the impact we're making for the future? We're, on, we're not here for me or you. or I'm not, here to, I'm not here to say, look at me. I'm here to say, look at, look at that cross. That's what I'm here for this week so thank you um and, and just again thank you youth leaders for your commitment this week the i know you, you could do other things but you were here or there serving blessing those young lives and i'm so grateful that god blessed your lives as well i asked robert um night before last do i need to go ahead and book next year he said no he said book the next 10 years so uh, praise God, praise God. And young people, don't be afraid to share. I know some of you are a little shy, but don't be afraid to share. God is um, God's going to give you that opportunity here in a moment to share with your church family. But please don't be afraid to share with your friends. Be that light. Be bold. Be bold. Amen? We're going to take up an offering, I guess. We might, you know. Then we'll let whatever happens next happen. <laughs> Hallelujah. What an awesome day. What an awesome, awesome day. If you have your offering, lift it up. If you've already given, lift it up in spirit. And um, repeat these words. These words are from the scripture. And we're so thankful and we're so grateful that we're able to give back a portion of what he's blessed us with. As I give.
I believe that the God who supplies seed to the sower and bread for food will multiply and increase the fruit of whatever I sow today. That giving is an act of worship to be done willingly, cheerfully, and generously. That the Lord will cause his blessings to come upon me and overtake me as the windows of heaven are open. Hallelujah. That God will rebuke the devourer for my sake, and he will not destroy the fruits of my ground. Therefore, I will honor the Lord with the first fruits of all my increase. So shall my barns be filled with plenty, hallelujah, and my presses shall burst out with new wine, hallelujah. Oh! 
declare some things this morning about the power of this God that we serve, about the power of the God that has changed in the lives of our kids, our youth, of us.
the name of Jesus. Amen. There's no power like the mighty name of Jesus. How many of you believe that this morning? Amen, amen, amen. I want us to um, go ahead this morning. We're going to take our communion this morning. I'm so excited about what God has in store for us. You know, um, there used to be a song as I went to the enemy's camp and I took back what he stole from me. Woo! We need to get in the enemy's camp and take back what he's stolen. Amen? Hallelujah. So this morning, I, we, I want us to take a moment. God, this, everything's going to be different than what we planned this morning. And that's good because we know we're doing what God wants us to do. So right now, I want to... Um, hallelujah. I want us to go ahead and, and get your bread out. When we think about what Jesus did for us, and you know the good thing with that, not only what he did, but what he's continually doing for us. It's continuing. Amen? It's keeping on going and going forwards. So Lord Jesus, we thank you this morning for your sacrifice for us. Your body broken that we might be healed in every part of our body, every way. I speak healing in the name of Jesus this morning. I thank you, God. I thank you, Jesus, for making that sacrifice for us. So, Lord Jesus, we do that this morning to remember what you did for us. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord Jesus. Jesus, we thank you that you shed your blood. And that that blood was a perfect sacrificial blood. And that, that at that moment when your blood was spelled out on the altar, forever our sins were forgiven. Forever. And the perfect Lamb of God, the perfect sacrifice was poured out for us. Hallelujah. Lord Jesus, we thank you for your blood shed for us. Hallelujah. Amen and amen. Thank you, Lord Jesus. You may be seated this morning. <laughs> I do want to tell you what the title of my sermon is or was or whatever. It's what do you have? And I think this is so appropriate. This morning, Robert was telling me how it lined up with a lot of things that was being said. So I'm just going to do a little introduction, and then I'm going to ask, and you think about it, anybody in youth that wants to share what God did in their lives this, this weekend, you can. But, you know, I want to say this to you this morning. What do you have? And, and, and you know, this comes out of um, 2 Kings 4 first seven verses and somebody Elisha and the widow woman you know something that Elijah had a widow woman and he dealt with oil and so did Elisha there was a little difference there but what I want to say you know what what do you have and as we think about all this, what do I have? And 
so many times we want to, um, we need something in our life maybe. We might need a miracle. We might need the God to move in a certain way. And we, ought, we think, well, we're just going to ask God and he's going to bring something in from the outside and he's going to work it and he's going to do it and it's just going to be awesome. But sometimes, as the prophet said to this lady, what do you have in your house? What do you have in your house? I ask you today, what do you have in you? What's in your house that God might have sitting there? It's a birth of a miracle. It's the birth of of, of, of um, completion is the birth of a seed that you already have. It's the birth of what God wants to do to complete something or to take care of you. Sometimes we look, I said, we're looking to the outside for God to bring somebody in and meet our need when we have it right there. You know, I could almost say, what do you have in your hand? What do you have? What's there? What do you have? I want to read the scripture. Like I said, I don't know how far I'm going to get into this because God's just working this morning. That'll give me more time to add some more stuff to it. In 2 Kings 4, 1 through 7, I'm reading in the New Living. It says, one day the widow of a member of the group of prophets. So he was a member of a group of prophets. He just wasn't any dude. You know what I'm saying? He was, uh, I, I never really caught that that much. He her husband was one of the prophets. Came to Elijah and cried out, My husband who served you is dead. And you know how he feared the Lord, but now a creditor has come threatening to take my two sons as slaves. So she's going to him and she's like, You know what? He served you and now he's dead. What you going to do? Kind of. And Elisha asked the question. What can I do to help you? That's kind of like, wow, okay. What can I do to help you? And then he said, tell me what you have in your house. So if you were asked that question, what would your response, her first response, nothing at all. In terrible English, I don't got nothing. Which ain't a true statement, because if you don't got nothing, that means you got something, right? So, <laughs> I don't have anything. Nothing at all. There's nothing. I don't have anything in my house. What are you talking about? Then she says, well, I, you know, except for a little flask of oil. That was something. Little did she know, the little something that she, I'm having, I'm making sure I don't step off this desert thing here. It looks different. Uh, <laughs> Instead of, she's thinking, you know, sometimes it's the little things that we have in us. Guys, sometimes it's the little talents that you have in you that you don't even realize. You don't even realize what that is. Well, it's just a little something. 
It's a little something, just a little thing. It's nothing but a flask of oil. What can I do with a flask of oil? You know, you would think maybe she might have remembered back to the other widow lady. Right? What happened with her oil? It never ran out until the famine was over. And nothing but except a flask of oil. And then Elijah said, well, borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and your neighbors. Now, let me ask you this question. Somebody that's really in debt, I'm going to go out and borrow something from somebody? Well, what are they going to say? Well, you, you know, your husband couldn't even take care of what y'all got, and now you want me to let you borrow something? Sometimes God asks us to do some crazy things, Right? She wasn't asking for oil. She just wanted old bottles. So I'm sure they had them sitting around, whatever. Borrow as many empty jars as you can from your friends and your neighbors. Then go into your house with your sons and shut the door behind you. I can't. I'm not going to get into everything I was going to say, but, well, why do I need to shut the door? There used to be another song that reminds me of shut the door, keep out the devil. <laughs> Pour olive oil from your flask into the jars, setting each one aside when it is filled. So she did as she was told. She obeyed. Her sons kept bringing jars to her, and she filled one after another. Soon every container was full to the brim. Bring me another jar, she said to one of her sons. There aren't any more, he told her. And then the olive oil stopped flowing. Think about that. Well, I'm probably going to need more than this, aren't I? And then she told the man of God what had happened. He said to her, now sell the olive oil and pay your debts. And you and your sons can live on what is left over. So he's, God did a miracle with the olive oil that paid her debts, not only her debts, but it kept her going. What's left over, you're going to be able to live off of. God is a God of more than enough. Amen? More than enough. But see, what she had, she didn't think was really important. It's just a little bit of oil. I just got a little oil, and it's not important. You don't know what's important. You might think, well, I just got a little talent. I can't sing or play an instrument or whatever like that. But, you know, there's something inside of you that God put inside of you. He created you to do, and you can do it. Amen? So God's got something. We've got to realize that God's got something. So I want to say one more thing, and then I feel like I need to, and then... Hopefully, some of them want to speak. If they don't, then we'll let the leaders share. <laughs> Great things may come from small beginnings. And that's the reason I want to stop here and the reason I wanted to go to this place is because, guys, great things can come from small beginnings. This week was a beginning. Amen? I don't know that it's small, but in some ways you may think it is, but God's going to start from here. And there are going to be great things come from that. 
it's going to not only affect you guys, but everybody around you is going to affect. I, I, when, when, in 1974, was when I started my journey with the Lord, when I accepted Christ, really accepted him. I went to church all my life and I did all the little things you're supposed to do. But that day was monumental in my life. How long has that been? Back in two years being 50 years. 50 years. And little did I know what God had for me. I felt like I didn't have anything for him. You know, it's just me, just a little old me. I've never been real little except when I was a kid. But um, God had something in store. I didn't know what that was, but guess what? He had something in store. And today... You know, and those of you who didn't get to go, God's got something in store for you. You know what? This stuff that's on these guys going to pull all over you guys. So don't feel slighted because you didn't. Jacob, God's, got, God's already been working in your life, and he's going to continue. And those who are going to Nicaragua, I'm going to tell you what, God's got something that's going to blow your mind. Maybe all of us. We may experience something we ain't never experienced before. Hallelujah. Other, you know, amen. God's got something and we're going to be able to expand our horizons, as I said. So, I want to um, say that I am thankful for the leaders that went, thankful for you parents that hung in there. And I know this morning was very late, and we'll blame that on Robert. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> he accepts it, so that's good. Um, but you know what? It's okay. We've done things in our life. When I was... Young, I'm, I ain't going to even say. You know what, you mean what I'm saying? Getting to bed at 4.30 and then your dad comes in the room and it's 6.30 and he's like, get up, you got to go to work. And I'm like, done it, been there. And then when I wake up at 1.30 in the morning, don't hardly go back to sleep and then at 4 o'clock it's time for me to rise again. It's okay. I mean, you know, I'm, I'm, a little more than 35 years old, and I can still do it, so I know everybody else can. But God is awesome. And when I was talking, Robert came in this morning. He said, I don't want to take up your time. I said, no, no, no. I want to hear what, what's been going on. And he came in and shared with me, and I'm like, oh, wow. Guys, we, we got to know what God's doing. Amen? And we got to understand. So, um, I just want to ask you a question. Are y'all excited? Amen. I like to hear that. Yes. <laughs> so, I want to I, I, I say this, guys. If, if there's something in your heart, get up here and share it. I got, I'm going to ask you in a minute. I got a microphone. I'm not going to call your names, but as you feel like it and feel led, do it. Um. But there's nothing better than releasing what's on the inside of you. And when you do that, God builds you up and he builds others up. Amen? 
When I get up here and speak on Sunday morning, he builds me. Sometimes I don't even think I need to because I'm like, I don't, I mean, I got this prepared, but I don't know what's there. But when I get up here, God's anointing hits. And I want to say this too. Never be ashamed. Sometimes the enemy takes us to places where we're just like, well, everybody's not going to like me. Everybody's going to be talking about me. I don't care what the enemy says. God still loves you, and God's ready to restore you back to that place. We all, you know, as long as we live, the enemy will be pulling on. I, I love that last song we did when it says, basically, I'm taking back what the enemy had that ground the enemy had is gone sorry buddy past tense amen so uh, i want to let them share that i want everybody that's involved with vbs at the end of all this i'll call you up and we're going to pray and we're going to believe god for a great and a mighty week amen and then i'm going on vacation and chill out next week. You know what? How, you know how God good is. All I got to do is perfect on this sermon. I don't have to come up with a new one the next Sunday. Just kidding. Do whatever God. He may change it this week. You never know. So, guys, any of you who wants to be the first one to share this morning? Let's go, dude. <laughs> okay, Matthew. Hello? I took some notes on my phone, so bear with me for looking at that. I do wish Robert had told me we were going to have an opportunity to share because it would take him a little bit more. But um, for those of you who don't know, I'm Matthew McKelvey. My parents are sitting over there along with my brother. And it was an unspeakable experience. And that's honestly understating how powerful it was. Just to, to be in a, a room, this is a smaller church, of course, but to be in a room with thousands of people singing and praising it was you could feel how powerful that was just standing in that room and it was the greatest experience of all time almost pretty much it was beautiful um the effectiveness of the speakers too i mean uncle reggie was my favorite by far i'm pretty sure all you guys know that but um all of them were great and came with super powerful messages and there's not one that i thought where i was just like oh i didn't really like that one i thought that that was a great message that he gave to me, and it, it spoke, every, every message spoke to me in a way where I took something away from it. Um, another thing, too, is God was with our youth the entire time, and a story that I wanted to share was we were at the mall in between sessions, and Robert, Luke, and I were in Bass Pro Shops, of all places, and there was this, there was this grizzly bear, and we're talking about grizzly bears, and sure enough, the next session was about grizzly bears. And I just thought that was awesome, you know, just to, to see God, you know, sort of planting little seeds into our, into our minds right there. It was, it was awesome. And then Friday morning, um, we're singing the song, I think, I think it's called Waymaker, where it's um, uh, miracle worker, promise keeper, my God, that is who you are. And after that session, we walk out. And I see the news that life is protected. And is that not a miracle? Is that not a miracle? How awesome is that? And I just thought, 
That's not a coincidence. That is God right there. In this world, that is God right there. And then just sort of to cap things off, I also want to give a shout out to, to Robert, Caleb, and uh, Amanda as well. Obviously, this isn't possible without God, but this is impossible without you guys. And I'm pretty sure I can speak for the other kids that went. That was awesome, and we can't thank you enough for, for giving us the opportunity to go. So thank you. I don't know okay. who wants to, to go next. Next. There you go. I'll, I'll go up together. Well, um, oh, did I just give him this? Okay. Um, um, I don't think either of us are really people who enjoy doing this, but um, we'll make it work. Um, this was definitely one of the best experiences I've ever had. I don't know. Like, it was um, amazing. Like, you can't even put into words how you, like, felt because it was so overwhelming, the feeling that you got every time you walked into that arena. So, yeah. And um, I don't know if everyone knows this. I don't know if Robert posted it or anything on social media, but um, on our way to Georgia on Thursday, we got a tear in our tire, I think, I don't know, um, and then that night, um, one of the speaker, not the speakers, one of the um, worship leaders said something about, um, the devil, no, not today, and I just felt that because that's what happened to us. Um, I don't really, like, have, because I know what I was saying there, like, praising and worshiping God, I, because I'm not very, like, an open person, because if you told 11-year-old me that I would be standing there with my hands raised as high as I could, praising God, not caring what, like, anyone was looking at me or anything, I would have, like, told you that you were crazy, because I could never do that, but I was just standing there, and I felt like, I was the only person in the room and he was only looking at me and it was an amazing feeling and I would definitely do it again. Thank you. Uh, one of the things I wanted to say was, I just thought it was so great how obvious it was that God was there. I mean, we had a little break in between speakers while we were there and uh, Robert came down and sat next to me and just said like, you know, how is this speaking to you? And we talked a little bit about that. And then the very next speaker, one of the first things he says is pretty much exactly what we were talking about. And that was just great. And there were so many other examples. It was just really clear that God was there and just a powerful experience. <laughs> Thank you guys, that's awesome. I know that wasn't easy, probably, if you're not used to it. 
Sometimes it's not easy when you're used to it. Praise the Lord. So I'm going to ask um, Caleb, do you have anything else you want to mention? Or? And then I'm going to ask Robert to come up, and then I'll come back up, and we'll, we'll pray for and close it out. Amen? Praise the Lord. It's so weird. Uh, I was joking, I've been joking with our youth a lot about how, like, I don't know how I end up teaching you guys or anything like that. Like, that's not part of me or whatever, but then here I keep going and going. Um, and, and I just want to share, like, it's not just this weekend that has been impactful, but uh, I think where, where Robert and I started noticing that there is such a, a, a big, powerful movement of God is that the behind-the-scenes things that happened for months prior to this was just planting that seed and getting things ready for that event. We've been, we've been talking in the youth group about this series called Why, um, which was where God first started getting me to like, hey, you're going to teach some kids. And I'm like, no, I'm not. <laughs> and then we meet in leadership and, and they're like, there's just something needs to happen. I'm like, yeah, it's this. Okay, we're going to do this. Um, but but we, we've been talking about, you know, why should we care about these things uh, that we talk about in church? Why should we care about this right and wrong? Why should we, should we care about the Bible? And, you know, Robert and I spend way too much time just trying to, like, map things out. We're going to talk about this, and we're going to do this scripture, and then that's going to lead into this and that. And then every week we get derailed by our youth. <laughs> uh, and and it, sometimes it's frustrating. You're like, why are we talking about this now? Like, this wasn't, where did that even come from? But, okay, we're going down this path now. And after almost every session, I mean, we would get back in the van, and Rob and I would just look at each other and be like, what? <laughs> like, every session that we went to, in some way or another, has hit some point that we've been talking about over these past few months. Even the random things that weren't part of the plan. So I just want you to know that, you know, God is actively doing things even in the months prior to when you start to feel the effects of that. Um, you know, I was actually thinking about the tire story earlier that Angelina shared. You know, we, we start heading down to, uh, to, to the, uh, the conference, and uh, where I was is, you know, just kind of in this, I shared with our youth that I've been in kind of an apathetic state for a really long time. Um, and so, you know, we, we get down there, I'm like, okay, we got these kids, like, this will be fine, like, we're going down. All of a sudden, you hear, Robin, I go, oh, okay. So we pull off, and sure enough, there's a big tear in the tire, and then we get the jack out to fix it, and, well, first we can't find the jack, then we find the, find the jack, and then we get the jack to go, and then all of a sudden the jack goes, chunk, and it breaks, and, you know, we're in the middle of nowhere at a gas station, Amanda's on hold with AAA for a while, um, and the whole time I'm just like, man, this is just not what we need, it's so inconvenient, um, and then I know where this guy comes around the corner. Pop. This random guy. He's like, well, I have a, a car jack, this little scissor jack. I'm like, there's, it's a scissor jack. That's not going to get, this van is like this high off the ground. It's not going to reach this thing. Jace gets under this thing with a scissor jack, and that van starts lifting up. And I'm like, what? <laughs> All right, so we're going to go down here. And the more thing, more time that we spent at this conference and the more that I saw our youth getting changed and just and just having a revelation of God, the more I started realizing, like, even for me, God's been working and working and working to the point that, you know, there may be a struggle with the tire, but that's just confirmation that, you know, there's going to be some obstacles. There's going to be some times where the enemy's saying, hey, <laughs> you think you're going to do something? We're just going to kind of throw that off course for a little bit. 
But at the end of the day, look where we ended up. Robert, you got anything else to add? Yeah. <laughs> Get comfortable. We might be here. And now, forgive me. I don't have much of a voice left. I think I lost it somewhere between 7.30 and 8 o'clock on Thursday. Um, but uh, we've trucked on. You can't, can't keep from screaming with the spirit when it's moving. I don't know why I'm climbing these. I want to be over here with these guys. You know, when the, when the tough flat tire first happened, we had to deploy our secret weapon, Jace. Now we, some of us have changed tires before. Some of us know how the mechanics of it work. Some of us don't know that you got to start pulling plugs out of the back of a bumper and shoving a stick in the back of the van and lowering a tire from underneath it and getting it all out and everything like that. Jason knew, you know, Jace knows. Jace knows how to figure it out. So Jace was, Jace was our secret weapon with all that. And our ladies are gathered there in the shade of the trees. Thank goodness there was a couple trees because it had to be 900 degrees in that parking lot as we were standing out there. And uh, we're working on this tire and the jack brakes. Pop. This little old man who was digging through the trash cans of a gas station looking for things that he could sell for recycling so that he could buy his next meal. Jace walks up and says, I don't mean to bother you, but do you have a jack we can use? What do you have? What do you have? This little, and when I, I have to describe Pop for you because he's this withered, Man, he just looks feeble. He's, he's leathered skin, wearing a Grateful Dead t-shirt and a Harley Davidson bandana. And he's just, just this old, I mean, he's like, yeah, 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 I got, I got one I think you can use. And he walks back over to his car. This voice works really well for Pop. Um, and he gets, he gets there and Jason's like, oh yeah, that'll work, that'll, that'll work. And Jace goes running back and we start working on everything, and Jace has got it under control. We, got, we get it up, and I loosen the lug nuts. We get the tire swapped, and I was standing back as, as Jace is putting all the lug nuts back on, and I'm just watching Pop dig through the trash looking for food or at least something he can sell for food. We're going to say food because I'm not going to give the enemy any credit for any of this. Church, we bless that man financially. I want y'all to know that. Because he gave us the empty pot that he had. And we blessed him and thanked him for being the good Samaritan that he was being. He didn't have to help a bunch of strangers on the side of the road. And I believe firmly that were we to go to try to find Pop, we may never see him again because he might not even be from here. Because God had such a plan for these youth 
and for this brother of mine. <laughs> and me, I've been crying all weekend, just so y'all know. And my eyes are stinging now. But God is working in thousands of youth all across the southeast, all the way as far as Australia. There were youth in that conference from Australia, y'all. That made the trip to be a part of a conference worshiping a risen Savior. Y'all want to talk about a generation that seems confused? I saw nearly 13,000 teenagers screaming the name of Jesus and giving glory to the creator of the universe because we're no longer going to kill children in this nation as a nation. Now, is it still going to happen? Unfortunately. But you know the best part about the enemy's camp? It has zero fortification. The enemy does not have any authority. We do not cede to him, parents. He doesn't have any authority in your house that you do not give him. Teenagers, my brother. Anyway, this right here is an anyway arrow. I'm going to explain that. Because you see, all too often, and it's not a bad analogy, it's a scripture-based analogy, we like to think about this little light of mine, the little flicker on the candle. This weekend, these youth discovered that they are arrows, not targets. They are arrows with God-given gifts at the point that are being sharpened and honed by the Holy Spirit. Shafts that are the character that are being whittled down and perfected by God with fetching on the end of that arrow, those feathers at the end that are the Holy Spirit indwelling that perfects the flight of that arrow so that when God puts it to a purpose, it hits the target every time. And when I say an anyway arrow, because that's what my brother Luke is now, what he didn't, when he said we stopped for a minute and we talked between a session. Do you mind if I share this? I'm sorry. It's okay. All right. Luke was telling me that the Spirit was revealing to him that instead of asking questions of, well, how can that be? Or why is that the case? Or but that doesn't match up with what I'm being taught here or what I'm seeing here. He's going to say from now on, this is the only truth. How does the rest of it match up? So when, when tiredness and fatigue or confusion start to come at him, he's going to fly straight to that truth. He's going to be released in the spirit to his purpose as an arrow of God. 
He's going to strike that target of evolution or he's going to strike that target of quantum theory in here, or he's going to strike that target of whatever's being taught to him with the truth of God. Because you see, whatever the enemy says, I'm going to, I'm going to fly anyway. Because what God sets in motion stays in motion. What God forms cannot be broken. Javon Ruff, one of the ministers there, was the one that, that brought us the arrow analogy, and he was preaching that Psalms, <laughs> Psalms verse there about the quiver and the arrows in the quiver. And then he went to Isaiah. I got to read that because you know what? We can't talk about the Word of God without reading some of the Word of God. Hallelujah. Isaiah 49. He made my words like a sharp sword, and he hid me in the shadow of his hand. He made me like a sharpened arrow, and he hid me in his quiver. Do y'all realize that once God's made you, once you've surrendered to God, sometimes he shelves you for a minute. He puts you in that quiver until your purpose is ready, until he has that answer to that prayer. It's not that he said no. He just said not yet. Youth, not yet. Or now. Spirit will reveal that to you. You have a gift. Your gift is in that quiver. It's already a part of you because he's already formed it because he had that purpose when you were still in your mother's womb. Y'all know that. Y'all heard that. You all heard it preached masterfully. Church, don't start plucking the feathers off the arrow while it's in the quiver. Don't start undermining the spirit of God when, you're, when your youth are seeking him and trying to discover what the purpose he has for them is. Because it may not be for decades. It may not be until after their teenage years are far gone. It may not be until they're in their 40s or 50s that he reveals the full nature of his purpose for him till he loads them on the bow and he releases them into action and into purpose to hit that target. So parents, let's be obedient to the spirit. Parents, let's seek after where you are at as an arrow. What's your character? Are you still moving and seeking God in such a way that he is honing you into a perfect shaft so that arrow, when it's released from that bow, goes towards a target and not towards an object of other desire? Don't become that grizzly bear that's attacking your youth and preventing them from their purpose. Because guess what? You're going to get struck down. 
God will accomplish what he sets out to accomplish. Let your children be obedient to the Spirit. Be a part of it. Guys, when I say, you say, let's go, youth. No, no. Would Uncle Reggie accept that? Y'all tired? A little bit? A little bit? All right. Let's go, youth! Let's go! Let's go, youth! Let's go! Let's go, youth! Let's go! Y'all ready to pack some parachutes? I'll explain that one in a few Sundays. Praise the Lord. Amen. You know, it's always awesome to see how God moves. Amen? And a lot of times he doesn't move like we think he's going to move. <laughs> he moves differently. Hallelujah. Let's stand. You know, God is doing some awesome stuff. And I'm so excited when, we, when he does what he wants to do. We allow him and we don't get all ruffled up inside because, well, he didn't do what we were supposed to do. You know, if you know me and you know me long enough, that never bothers me because it's all about him and not about me. I um, want you, first of all, I want youth, everybody that's in youth, all you youth people, come up here and we're going to pray for you first and then we're going to pray all the VBS people, workers, y'all come on up here. And y'all face me and youth leaders, anything to do with youth, any youth in here. And I want everybody to stretch their hands out. Y'all get over here towards me in the center. There you go. And y'all just turn around and face me. Everybody can stretch their hands at your back. You know, God... It might be, you might be small, you think, but God can do great things with small things. Amen. Remember what I said? Small beginnings, the little flask of oil turns into provision. <laughs> provision. And God has each one of you in a specific place for a specific reason. And um, I, I'm so excited. Workers, youth leaders, I'm so excited about what God has in store. And you know how much I love you guys? I love you with all my heart. You're like my children. Maybe my grandchildren. I'm just kidding. But you're like my children too. And so I'm going to pray for you. I want everybody to stretch your hands this way. And we're just going to, Father, I thank you for what you have deposited in these young men and women this weekend. And even those that aren't here that can be here, Lord, just let this extend out of them and, and just touch them. And, Father, we thank you that this, this group has something special in store. You have something special for them. Lord, let them seek out what you have for them. Let them go forward in this. And, Lord, may we create the atmosphere that, that will create what they need to go forward. Oh, Lord Jesus, we thank you for your word. We thank you for your truth. We thank you for your Holy Spirit and your anointing and your power. And Lord, I just 
say in, in this group and in this whole church, we just release all the bounds that would keep us from following you. Anything that would keep us from exploding in you, we just count it naught. And we tell it to leave in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. There's a clarity right now in the spirit in this room. There's a clarity. There's a fog that has been lifted. There is a cloud that has been lifted. And the sky is open to the sunshine. The sky is open to the spirit of God. And Father, we thank you this morning for what you're doing. And Lord, it's starting right now. And we thank you for this youth group. Image youth, what you have in store. And we're excited to see what's going to happen in Jesus' name. Amen. All right, y'all guys step here because I know you're all help on VBS. If you're not, you're going to have to. Um, everybody that's involved with VBS, come on up. Everybody, no matter what you're doing. Hallelujah. Wow. It's a good thing when almost everybody comes up, ain't it? You know what, God, I, I really do believe, you know, we have, this is called monumental, isn't it? <laughs> I think, whoo, it just hit me. Monumental. It's monumental what God's doing in the life of our youth and it's what he's going to do in the life of our children and all those kids that are coming. Look, we have, we have an opportunity. We have a responsibility to touch their lives this week. I don't care how crazy it might get. Right? Doesn't matter. God has called us to a purpose. So I, I, I'm also going to pray for super strength this, this week. Super strength. Super anointing superpower. Father, y'all bow your head. Father, everybody else out there, stretch your arms out. Father, we thank you in Jesus' name for the anointing upon the lives of all of us that are involved with VBS. Lord, what you're going to do. Lord, may we not get weary. May we not get weary, Lord. May we just decide, you know what? This is going to be the best time we, the best time in VBS we've ever had, and you're going to move on the lives of children. We're going to see children's lives changed because of you and what you're doing. So we thank you for this opportunity, Lord. You've, you've, you've already, you divinely appointed those that will be here. You've divinely appointed what's going to happen, and we thank you and we praise you for that, Lord. Father, you are the King of kings, the Lord of lords, the mighty God, the Prince of peace, and we just pray for your anointing power be upon this week and upon these kids. In Jesus' name, and we thank you, and we claim it done. Amen. Hallelujah. You know, um, I guess Darren's going to come up and do an some announcements for everything and it's mission sunday so if you have your missions offering Please. drop it in the bucket back there Thank amen you. god bless you and here's the great news pastor bill pastor bill told the youth to stay up here because they're helping they are helping they they didn't have to stay up here because they they really are already signed up to help so and that's what's awesome right because they're bringing it back and they're pouring it back in and that's awesome stuff. So um, go have some lunch if you're helping with VBS and get back whenever, as soon as you can. We'll have a meeting at 5 of those who are working. You'll be given your assignment. Uh, if you're late, <laughs> that means you get whatever. Mm -mm -mm. And I got some assignments for the people who are late.
Amen? You'll have to work with Miss Amy. No, no. that would be a good assignment, wouldn't it? No, it would be worse than that. Oh, no, there's not a bad assignment. It's all good, right? Um, also, don't forget, um, wow, a month from tomorrow we board our flight to Nicaragua. Hallelujah. Please be in prayer about supporting that trip. I mentioned that last week. Just uh, let us know if you can uh, help support that trip. We will be more than happy to receive your gift. Hope everybody has a wonderful week. Please, again, keep if you're not here, be praying for our team as we be here every day, late, and um, like Freshville says, a long week, but it's also a, a blessing of a week. And uh, you might walk away tired, but you walk away filled, and that's what really matters. Just like Robert can't speak, but that's kind of a good thing, maybe. So we'll, we'll, we'll ponder that. But anyway, uh, it's awesome. So keep us in your prayers. And more importantly than anything, pray for those, I think, 87 right now little lives and however many more show up, that God will, God will touch them and that they'll forever be changed and never forget these next five nights. Amen. Have a great week.